Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. You'll notice that our scripture reading today is the same as it was last week. We're uh, again hearing from Romans 5, uh, 15 verses 5 through 6. And each Sunday during October as we give uh, attention to our stewardship emphasis, we'll be hearing these verses together. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The work and witness of Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church is gathered up in our four core values. We affirm these together. We affirm that we are a worshiping community, Worship is so central to who we are, and last week we gave attention to that. It's so important that we gather here on Sundays or right now uh, around screens uh, at home or somewhere else, but we gather to offer our right worship to the God who loves us and sustains us. The second commission of our uh, work together is discipleship, helping each other form a Jesus imagination. Our our third invitation is to mission. Once we are being formed in this Jesus imagination, we are being called to walk our neighborhoods as a partner of God and loving people home. And finally, we're called into community with one another, forming a community of genuine care that's also a laboratory for how to love people who aren't anything uh, like me. By the way, if these things are of interest to you, if this sounds uh, like a stimulating way to give your life, we would welcome you here anytime to be a part of this joint venture with us. But in October, usually, as you're hearing, stewardship season, I usually preach themes of generosity, but But this year, I'm calling us back to these shared values, worship, discipleship, mission, and community. If if we really hold these things as vital, then our sacrifice and our giving will certainly follow. Uh, A great teacher once said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Last week, We gathered around the theme of our shared worship, and today our focus is discipleship, one mind. As Robert Mulholland puts it, spiritual formation is a process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others. That sounds like something that's big enough, grand enough for us us to invest in together. Uh, Some of you are old enough to remember uh, the career of Joe Namath. Uh, 
And remember in 1969 when Namath uh, turned the football world upside down by taking the New York Jets uh, to victory over the legendary Johnny Unitas and the Baltimore Colts in the Super Bowl. But as you know, Namath had, had quite a reputation of being a partying kind of man about town kind of guy. Uh, got the nickname Broadway Joe. So it turns out that Namath ended up purchasing uh, one of the restaurants uh, there in New York that he frequented, a place with a rather unsavory reputation to say the least. Well, the NFL commissioner at the time was Pete Rosell, and Rosell told Namath uh, to sell the restaurant, just instructed him to sell. He said it was tarnishing the reputation of the NFL for him to be involved in that kind of restaurant, and he ordered Namath to sell. Well, Joe Namath said he wasn't going to sell, implying that it wasn't Pete Rosell's business what he invested in. And it became a standoff that was certainly headed to a major confrontation. When Namath, uh, surprising everybody, called a news conference and announced at the news conference, I've changed my mind, I'm going to sell. Well, of course, the dumbfounded media started spitting out questions. They wanted to understand. They're shouting questions about why he changed his mind. And Namath answered, I remember a lesson my Sunday school teacher taught me. And then he walked out of the room. What we do in the area of Christian formation, Christian discipleship matters. The formation of a people with one mind starts with our very smallest. Sarah Reed rocking infants in our nursery. Heather Webb and her group of dedicated teachers telling the stories of Jesus' love to a group of folks sitting in little bitty chairs. When, when Miss Heather comes up on these Sundays and says, children, come a little closer to the screen. I have a story to tell you. Let's be honest. You're probably like me. I'm one of the ones who's leaning in just a little bit. And, and don't you love that Heather is the one who is teaching and telling and investing in our children at this time. And our collective stewardship is what makes that happen. Our children are being imprinted with the lessons that may not seem like they're penetrating right now, but like the Joe Namath story reminds us, these stories of faith are landing and, and as those children get older and get into high school, the, the students start to push back uh, against the indoctrination of their childhood. They're, they're testing the church's teaching against their own lived experience. I, I know it sometimes looks like rebellion, but it's a necessary process of moving from an inherited faith to an owned faith. They're spitting back. How do you know the sky is blue? Okay, parents, I know it is a grueling journey of testing. But because of this church's generosity, because you support the budget, 
I keep saying this, remember it's stewardship season, I've got to get this in a lot. But because you're supporting the budget, Joshua Scott is their guide on that journey. He is their face on Zoom. He is the friend they call for lunch when our young people start to dismantle and reassemble a faith of their own. And Josh and his group of leaders are investing in one of the most critical, most vital seasons of faith formation. And what they do matters. In fact, two weeks ago, one of those uh, who's been a part of Josh's youth group, now a freshman in college, called Josh to tell him that he's continuing in college to grow in his faith journey. And he's made the commitment now that as soon as the doors of this church are open wide again, he wants to come and be baptized. And what I put into the offering plate and what you put into the offering plate help support the influences that went into that decision. And I feel good about being part of a story like that. Our investment in discipleship here matters. Adult faith formation is, is, a, is a discipline of both head and experience. We grow smarter about the Scriptures and the way of Christian living. And we grow deeper into relationship, into relationship with the living Lord who continues to beckon. Here's how Thomas Williamson describes the difference. He tells this story. He says, a professor gave a freshman class this assignment. Learn everything you can about an orange. Group one heads directly to the library. They opened all the books. They learned about the molecular structure of the orange, the amount of vitamin C in the average orange, the best soil and climate for growing oranges, the average size of an orange, all of that stuff. Group two did not go to the library at all. They, they went to the supermarket. They bought oranges and ate them. Group one knew everything about the orange. Group two knew the orange. But the professor failed both groups on the assignment. Because the orange does no good unless it's eaten. But with some, without some knowledge of the orange, you wouldn't even know it was okay to eat. You wouldn't know uh, how many of them would be healthy to eat. You wouldn't know how to grow them. He tells this story as a parable of adult formation. Second Ponce must offer the library of learning so that we know more about our Bible and history and discipleship and the rest. And we've got to offer the supermarket of experience, the tasting offering experiences to explore and deepen the inner life. So, we do. We have, we have uh, Sunday school and Speedle U, which is our Wednesday night experience together. There are chances to learn about history and Bible and all any number of topics that will help enhance the Christian life. 
But we also sponsor tasting opportunities too. Some of you have participated. Uh, Karen Harwell and Christine Cotter and others often help us structure prayer experiences. We've walked the church with prayer stations. We've been led in guided prayer experiences. We've taken somber meditations around the themes of Lent, walked up close to the cross. All of this with the aim of us growing deeper to expand the capacity of our inner life. The one mind of Christian discipleship happens when we are all reaching together for the goal of being formed by the teaching and example of Jesus Christ. When Melissa and I were engaged, uh, I had a a pastoral mentor uh, share with me what I later found out was a very cliched image, uh, but it made sense, it was helpful, and I think it helps here. He drew a triangle on a piece of paper. He put God at the top of the triangle. He wrote Doc on one corner of the lower part of the triangle and Melissa on the other. And he explained to me that in our courtship, in our marriage, that as Melissa and I moved up that triangle closer and closer to God, it would also bring us closer and closer to one another. Well, look at how that principle is alive in our Scripture for today. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We come closer to our unity with each other as we reach higher and higher to have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. And the language we use for that journey is discipleship. But as, as the word suggests, discipleship isn't a drive-by. Discipleship is the same root word as discipline. Enrolled in Sunday school does not a disciple make. It is the chief vocation of the Christian to grow wiser and deeper. To, to, to quote our scripture today, more in the attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. It's work. It, it's discipline. A friend of mine at another church said to me one time, I know some people who have been to 40 years of Sunday school But sadly, I know far more people who've been to two years of Sunday school 20 times. Our discipline, our discipleship, means reading harder material. It means asking challenging, honest questions. It means being here when we are here so that we get the chance to sharpen each other. It means passing that same discipline along to our children 
who sit in another room of this great church learning the stories of our faith. Discipleship is discipline. Reading devotional classics, reading good sermons as devotional, listening to podcasts, trying out ancient prayer practices. And through our shared commitment to stewardship, we make possible the opportunities and the resources for this faith journey to flourish. One of you sent me an email recently. Uh, Ham, I think it might have been you. I don't remember who sent this. I clicked on uh, the email link and wasted about seven minutes of my life piddling with this email. But it was one of those uh, uh, graphics of, of the, it was a video about the size of the galaxy. It was one of those that starts off with this little dot represents the earth in comparison to the sun. And, and then this little dot uh, represents the sun in comparison with the Milky Way and so forth. Well, it struck me that this video uh, really is a metaphor for the life of faith. There are some people who never leave their neighborhood who never explore the larger world of faith, while others keep traveling, keep expanding, keep exploring, keep enriching. They know the universe is too big to ever add all of, our, all of the stops on our passport, but it doesn't keep them from the adventure of faith that moves deeper and deeper in. We can never unearth all of the richness of our scriptures. We can never exhaust all the fullness of Christ's invitation to intimacy. But the deeper we go into both of those mysteries, it just creates appetite for more. The people I admire most have committed themselves to the lifelong pursuit of discipleship. They didn't cheat themselves. Sadly, other people I know <laughs> did two years of Sunday school 20 times. Recently, I ran into this, this parable. In the early 1900s, uh, there were thousands of Norwegian families that immigrated to the United States. They located primarily in Brooklyn, Chicago, the Dakotas, Wisconsin. At the time, Norway didn't have many job prospects at all, so a lot of the hardworking young people of Norway uh, found their way to America in hopes that they would find more promise for job, more financial security, and the like. One of those young families, the Johnsons, had dreamed about making this voyage. They dreamed about immigrating to America. They talked about it all the time, but they were just way too poor uh, to make the trip for this family of four. Well, some of the neighbors knew about their dream. They banded together. They scraped up some money. They, they got enough uh, for this family's passage, and the neighbors packed up plenty of bread and cheese to sustain them for this long journey to America. 
Well, on the day of departure, the Johnsons, their two children, boarded this grand ocean liner heading for New York. They were from a small village. They'd never seen anything as wondrous as this ship. When they boarded, they went immediately way down to the ship's steerage section where they found a little corner to call their own. And there they planned to stay until the ship reached port. They had enough bread, enough cheese to last for the whole 10-day journey. They were grateful for what they had to sustain them. They were excited about what America would bring. Well, about, about six days into this trip, as you might imagine, their son, Ole, had just had enough of the bread and cheese. He said, Dad, I just can't stand one more cheese sandwich. I have to have something else to eat. Well, the father was kind but broke, (laughs) but he did pull together enough coins, and he sent Ole off uh, to go to the ship's store to buy himself a piece of fruit or, or something. Well, an hour went by, two hours went by. The son never returned. Mr. Johnson obviously got very worried about where his son was. He went out in search of his missing son. From the bowels of the ship, he started climbing up the stairs, and every time he went up another flight of stairs, it took him to a more luxurious level in the ship. And then finally, after a great time of searching, he found Ole in the dining room, seated at a table, surrounded by a banquet of food. There's chicken and fish and ham and vegetables and fruit and dessert. It looked like the Dillard House on Sunday. It was just food everywhere. Well, of course, Mr. Johnson panicked. Son, what have you done? I can't pay for all this food. They're going to put me in the brig. And Ole handed him back the change and said, Dad, it's okay. The meal didn't cost anything. It's included in the price of the ticket. We could have been eating like this the whole trip. There is too much to know about God's love for us to ever realize. The expanse of God's love and the invitation to intimacy is bigger than we can ever hope to hold. But a commitment to try, a serious discipleship is the most satisfying journey you can ever take. It is a lifelong discipline of learning and loving and growing. You might be okay with just another cheese sandwich, but there is so much more out there for those who are looking to grow deeper into the mystery of God's love. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.